coming up on Stu Does America. Glenn Beck joins us to tell us how the left is planning on hijacking our election. And Amy Coney Barrett is breezing through her confirmation hearing and leaving little shattered pieces of Amy Klobuchar in her wake. We'll survey the destruction. Our YouTube page is back after my unexpected Corona getaway. Make sure you're subscribed and then hit that little bell that gives you notifications whenever we post to defeat left-wing tech censorship. And that is a big theme today. Make sure to go to YouTube, search for Stu. I'll be the first one there and click subscribe. They're not censoring our podcast yet. Make sure to leave five stars on iTunes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, if today didn't convince you that Amy Coney Barrett is going to be just fine, nothing will. Celebrate with your very own notorious ACB t-shirt. It's available at stewdoesmerch.com. Apparently the bigwigs at Twitter aren't huge fans of a particular news story being floated around the interwebs today. Ah, they can try to shut it down all they want, of course, but they're not going to affect what I'm talking about. Tonight, we're gooey. Hunter Biden and the New York Post. Stu does America. We all know that we must have our phones on us at all times. Can't go five freaking minutes without it. In fact, when Apple announced that it has a bunch of new phones coming out, lots of people read about it on their phones and then ordered it on their phones. And then they died inside. And social media has become such a massive part of our lives and our political discourse. This is how people get their news. And while that's the intellectual equivalent of bathing in gasoline and jumping onto a barbecue grill, it's the reality we're all dealing with. Sorry. We've all been seeing all of these examples on social media and these companies flailing around trying to find the right position between censoring right-wing content and deleting right-wing content, while still making sure to promote left-wing content. It is a difficult needle to thread. But today, the social media companies cross yet another line, and it is truly an amazing one, just a few weeks before an election. The New York Post came out with an exclusive story today about Hunter Biden and his alleged dealings with corrupt Ukrainian businesses. And Twitter is literally not allowing people to tweet the story. Facebook is throttling the story as well. Basically, the story details emails from an advisor to the board of Burisma, the company Hunter Biden inexplicably was getting paid $50,000 a month for, doing God knows what, even though he had no experience in the country of Ukraine or the language of Ukrainian. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It really, it it says it's realty. I don't think he was realtor. I think he's trying to say really. It really is an honor and pleasure. If this meeting did happen, it would fly in the face of Joe Biden's previous statements denying ever talking to Hunter about his overseas business dealings. The email was from 2015 while Joe Biden was still vice president. Other emails talk about how Hunter can use his influence to help Burisma. There's also a loving video of Hunter allegedly, quote, smoking crack while engaged in a sex act with an unidentified woman. First of all, this just sounds like too much stimulation. Either pick the crack or hooking up with a rando. No need to double up. It's just a safety tip for me. All this stuff, frankly, seems so completely in character for Hunter Biden, it's hard to imagine it didn't happen. In fact, we don't know for sure these emails or videos are real, but what we do know that he was being shady with Ukrainian business people, random women, and crack. So the ingredients of the story is there, and just to be, to be sure about that. 
But there is reason to doubt the story as well. First of all, the bizarre way this information came to light seems impossible. Supposedly, someone dropped off a laptop with water damage at a store in Delaware to be repaired. This is April of 2019. Then, whoever dropped it off never came back to pick it up and never paid for the repairs. The store owner reportedly says he can't identify Hunter Biden as the client, but that the laptop had a sticker on it for the Bo Biden Foundation. That's Hunter's brother. Okay, so Hunter Biden has a laptop with tons of sensitive information on it. And despite being a millionaire with access to all sorts of the types of resources a political family has, he decides to drop it off at like Geek Squad or something so that they can pull all of his shady business dealings and crack porn videos from his hard drive. And then he forgets to pay and forgets to ever go back for the computer and forgets to even call to check in on it. Why would Hunter Biden do that? Why on earth would that happen? Now, to be clear, this is a guy who returned a rental car with white powder on the dashboard. So, I mean, maybe he's just blitzed out of his mind and just doing insane things. I, I don't know. But the store owner says that he tried to contact the client. Well, was the client Hunter Biden? Was his name on the receipt? The store owner reportedly doesn't know. But since he couldn't get in touch with anyone, he then sent the hard drive to the FBI, but not before copying the drive and sending that copy to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer. Not Rudy Giuliani, but Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, which conveniently sets up multiple layers of attorney-client privilege. Still, this is going nowhere until somehow Steve Bannon gets a hold of the information and tells it to the New York Post. And that's the second reason to have your doubts about the story. Steve Bannon is involved in it. And when Steve Bannon is involved in something, it is almost definitely not true. If you're not familiar with Steve Bannon, here's a summary of his character from the president of the United States. Quote, sloppy Steve Bannon who cried when he got fired and begged for his job. Now sloppy Steve has been dumped like a dog by almost everyone. Too bad. Mm, it really is too bad. So, do I believe this very odd computer repair origin story? Uh, no. But does it mean that the emails and videos are fake? Not at all. They could be fake, or they could be from a whistleblower of some sort, or they could be from an overseas operative, all of which completely describe also the Steele dossier, which was never censored by Twitter or Facebook. And besides, this isn't on the word of Steve Bannon only. This is from the New York Post. And yes, they are a tabloid, but they're also one of the largest newspapers in America. First, it was Facebook. Andy Stone, who's with Facebook's communications department, ironically wrote on Twitter, while I, was, while I will intentionally not link to the New York Post, I want to be clear, this story is eligible to be fact-checked by Facebook's, Facebook's third-party fact-checking partners. In the meantime, we are reducing its distribution on our platform. Uh, I'm sorry, shouldn't it be the other way around? Like, first you fact-check, then you can say it's a problematic story? Why are you reducing its distribution before you fact-checked it? Twitter went even further, literally blocking people from tweeting the link. Instead, you got this message. We can't complete this request because this link has been identified by Twitter or our partners as being potentially harmful. Visit our help center to learn more. Twitter went on to say it had something to do with their policy on hacking, which is also completely ridiculous, quite frankly. 
Also, shouldn't this apply to WikiLeaks material that harms both sides or the New York Times uh, Trump tax return story? I mean, that might not be literal hacking, but there was certainly no permission given to the president to print the details of his tax returns. And those are impossible to fact check because the Times refuses to produce them. Speaking of the Times, its lead White House reporter was able to tweet the story before the ban. She tweeted it and she said, both the computer and hard drive were seized by the FBI in December after the shop's owner says he alerted the feds to their existence. Maggie Haberman, who is no friend of the administration, got raked over the coals by the left for having the gall to link to a news story, even though she was being critical of it. This is a woman who spends literally all day trashing the president, and the left was actually calling her MAGA Haberman. Not Maggie Haberman, but MAGA Haberman, which is mildly clever, but also completely proves we live in separate universes. (laughs) I mean, how anyone could see her as MAGA, I have no idea. Anyway, Sohab Amrani, the New York Post, he was losing his mind, and rightfully so. He, quote, he tweeted, this is a big tech information coup. This is a digital civil war. I, an editor at the New York Post, one of the nation's largest papers by circulation, can't post one of our own stories that details corruption by a major party presidential candidate, Joe Biden. How is this possible? Look, my preference is that Twitter and Facebook would would just, you know, never censor at all. I don't know why they get into that game in the first place. But if you're going to censor material, maybe you find a constant source of fraudulent stuff and ban the entire site's reporting. I mean, maybe that's a path. But this is the New York Post. It's owned by News Corp. How can journalists be cheering this on? The media and big tech have just decided that 2016 simply cannot happen again. They partially blame themselves for talking about Hillary Clinton's emails too much. They can't let rules of journalism and free speech get in the way this time. The days of acting neutral are over. They all feel like they have a job to do. That that job, of course, removing Trump from office. And nothing is going to stop them from getting that done. Not rules of journalism, not ethical traditions, and most certainly not you. Might I remind you, This is a great time to support conservative media. We need you now more than ever. Without your subscriptions, we exist at the whim of these very companies we've been talking about tonight. Go to blazetv.com slash stew. If you use the promo code stew, you'll get 10 bucks off. That's great. If you can't afford that, I understand. It's tough times. Go to YouTube and subscribe for free. Just search for Stu or go to iTunes and subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Even if you only listen to watch one of those options, subscribe everywhere you can. It only takes a second and it makes a huge difference. Where would we be right now if all we had was the mainstream media? Where would we be without the conservative side of the story being told? If we're not careful, we might just find out. And as I say that about uh, supporting conservative media, one way you can do that as well is by supporting the people who support conservative media, who say, you know what, I actually want to do business with that conservative audience. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not embarrassed to be associated with them. I want to do business with them. Black Rifle Coffee Company is one of those companies. They step up. 
They say, you know what? We want to make we got we're making great coffee. We want people to drink it. And we want, you know, we want people who watch the blaze to drink it. Isn't that great? They offer a variety of roast profiles from light, medium and dark. We get it to our house every single month. It's all sourced from around the world through a rigorous process roasted here in the United States. The best way to do it is the way we do it. Black Rifle Coffee uh, Club. Uh, the club is fantastic because they it's like a subscription. They send you whatever roast you want. It's roasted package shipped free to your door on your schedule. You'll receive discounted pricing, gain access to exclusive products, member only content. They have great content at Black Rifle Coffee, uh, partner discounts and more. Purchase your coffee at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash stew. Make sure to use the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. And you'll get 20% off your first purchase. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew for 20% off. I'm joined once again by Glenn Beck. His newest special is Election Hacking, How the Left is Ensuring Your Vote Doesn't Count. Uh, And it airs immediately after this program, 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. That's a brilliant show. Glenn, thanks for stopping by. Oh, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if I may, I just Mm want to toast here. Mm -hmm. And Mm. Tastes delicious in this particular cup. Uh, Yours is pretty sweet. (laughs) Yours is pretty sweet. Yours is as well. Um, So let me uh, let me start with this. Wall Street Journal Mm -hmm. uh, opinion page from the editorial uh, board. Uh, This is the conservative paper. Yeah. As you know, we have the left wing papers, but this is the conservative. That's how we know the media is balanced because of the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) Uh, They do a uh, an op ed which they are trashing Sheldon Whitehouse. The terrible senator. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, it's at your expense somehow, which I thought was fascinating. Um, If you watched any of Sheldon Whitehouse yesterday, this is what they say. Uh, Viewers of cable TV might recall when Glenn Beck would get out the chalkboard after a financial after the financial panic and lay out in astonishing detail the multiple and supposedly nefarious connections among Goldman Sachs, Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner. Haven't heard that name in a while and various others in the vast Wall Street conspiracy. Mr. Beck has retreated to the Internet as far (laughs) as we know. But American politics has found his spiritual doppelganger in Sheldon Whitehouse. Mm. Uh, your reaction? Uh, <laughs> I mean, why? Because he had a chalkboard? I mean, a little whiteboard? Well, he did a, a little, yes. I mean, they're trying to basically, they're trying to call Sheldon Whitehouse a conspiracy theorist with all of his oh. documents. I'm fascinated by the retreating to the internet uh, yeah. slam in the year 2020, <laughs> because the internet is a really bad place to be. You no, don't want to be on the where internet. Where you want to be? Is in the newspaper. Yeah, in the. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be network television or newspapers. Yeah, Wall Street Journal. That's a growing, uh, growing. thriving print business. Those printing presses with. It's like you pay for them now. You'll use them for. Weeks to come. Weeks to come. <laughs> Weeks to come. I wouldn't lease. Yeah. I will say that. Don't lease. Uh, you know, I mean, like this story, as I, I did print it out from the Internet, but I read it on the Internet as almost everyone would who actually took the time to go through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bizarre slam. And then beyond that, like this idea, I mean, because Sheldon Whitehouse was doing conspiracy theories. I mean, he really was. He's, you know, I mean, he, he has been a joke in these hearings. Um, that's a bizarre take. And then we get at the same time that we're getting you as a slam and you have no influence. You're just on the Internet. Mm. At the same time, Vox is running a piece about how incredibly influential you are. (laughs) And you've told all the people on the right how to tell stories. And that's why you're so dangerous. 
It's, I, it's nice to be dangerous again, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I read that story, and, I, and it was amazing uh, how nefarious I am and how my, <laughs> how my tentacles, I didn't even know I had tentacles, mm-hmm. but how my tentacles are so far-reaching. They are now in every conservative media outlet my tentacles mm. uh, on being able to Some long tentacles tell a story and tell complex stories, which Vox thought was a very bad thing that you could have conservatives tell complex stories but in an understandable way. You can have a, a host or a show utilize some of the things that you do well. You can have them utilize them poorly. That's possible. But the idea that explaining complicated things in a way that people can understand that, that shouldn't be a negative. That should be something <laughs> that everyone's be. cheering on. No, I read the Vox article, and I was actually, I, I was proud of it. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's great. I mean, I don't think that's true, but that's great. Yeah. If, I, if, if I helped teach the right how to tell a story, a complex story, that's fantastic. Because that's been our worst ability. It, it has been yeah. uh, over a very long time. And I think that's actually continued uh, through this election. Um, one of the ways uh, you're kind of going getting into tonight, uh, the election hijacking is yeah. the big special. Right. And uh, we um, hang on. I just, just want to think about that here for. Hmm. Uh, so helps uh, to think. Yeah. Help, it does. It, it does. Helps, helps you focus. It clarifies mm-hmm. uh, things just a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah, the, the election special on how the left is hijacking uh, the, um, the voting procedures. We go over a lot of the lawsuits that they're in right now, what their plans are. We have a list. I mean, I can't even read it. It's so long. The list of all of the um, uh, voting scandals and the ballots that have been found recently. Uh, it, it's now the FBI came out today, okay, Department of Justice. <clears throat> Remember, two weeks ago, you couldn't say this because Donald Trump was lying to people and there would be no, there's no interference, there's nothing. FBI came out and said, uh, the voting booths now are, uh, they're afraid, are going to be uh, hijacked by foreign powers. And so you may not be able to trust the voting booths now either. So is that <laughs> real? Yeah. Is that new? Um, and or is that just something to get people to want to vote by mail? What? Yeah. I uh, mean, I, uh, there's there's there is no way this election, unless it's a landslide. And I think a landslide for Biden, because a lot of conservatives will believe these polls. And I do believe these. Well, I think Donald Trump is in trouble, Mm -hmm. but I don't think the spread is 15 and 18 points. No. And if Joe Biden won in a landslide, I think a lot of people would go. They couldn't have cheated that much. And they would. Right. I think, yeah, that's normal human sort of. uh, But the way the polls are going, the things that they're questioning right now, the way they're laying this out, if he wins in a landslide, they'll just claim, see, that's proof that they rigged the election. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we've talked about this on yesterday's program and on the radio show uh, this morning on the sort of outlook for this election. 
And I think we're all in that realm of being pretty terrified as to where it might go. But there is a, an element of confidence on, on, the, on the right that Donald Trump, I think, because he pulled a rabbit out of his hat in 2016, is going to do the same again that time. But at the same time, we have stuff like we're talking about. The, the people who are very confident about Trump winning will also say, well, there's massive fraud. And look at all, you know, look at, you know, we're at risk for all these things. There's voter harvesting operations going on. Uh, you can't trust any of this stuff. Like, even if you just want to throw it on that, we're in serious danger here mm-hmm. as we go for three, you know, less than three weeks And now. I think I've seen this before. I've seen this once before in my lifetime. Uh, and uh, it was the Hillary Clinton voter that thought Donald Trump is never going to win. Mm. The American people would never elect him. Uh, you know, she may not be likable, but compared to him, isn't that what we're saying? Isn't that what we're saying? The American people are not s- stupid enough to to bring these guys in. They're radicals. Well, that's what Hillary Clinton supporters were saying about Donald Trump. They just want to burn the system down. They just, they're radicals. They do, he can't rule. There's no power. There's, I mean, it, it would be a disaster. The American people are smarter than that. That's what the press said. That's what the Hillary Clinton supporters all said. That's what Democrats said. Um, and that's what we're saying now. And don't get complacent because, I mean, the, the, um, it looks like, we talked to uh, Robert Epstein today, the guy who's monitoring big tech, he said it looks like they've stopped trying to help Donald Trump and they're now focusing on the Senate. To hurt Donald Trump. To hurt, yeah, to, yeah. they're focused to hurt Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He said his research now shows they're focusing on the Senate. So they believe they have the Trump thing down. Mm. And big tech now is targeting people uh, for those closed Senate seats. If we lose the, if we don't have the House, we lose the Senate, and we lose the White House, America changes forever, forever. We talked about this morning uh, on the radio show, this story from the New York Post. Uh, And we had questions about it, to be Mm -hmm. fair. It's a story about how... Um, a laptop was supposedly dropped off uh, to be repaired. It was maybe um, Hunter Biden's laptop. It has documents that show there was a connection with mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Um, also some really creepy videos, all sorts of stuff. Um, and the, the story of how this was acquired, there's all sorts of questions about it. Um, so I can understand people being a little skeptical of the story. Uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, is now um, uh, throttling the story. They don't want it getting out there. Journalists refuse to uh, share it. Uh, People are complaining about (laughs) Maggie Haberman, who's a New York Mm -hmm. Times reporter, because she denounced it and linked to it. You're not even allowed to do that anymore. Now you have to denounce it and not link to it. Uh, Facebook is, is, is throttling the story. Big tech has control of these things. And, and, and whatever you want to say about this story, I can't imagine if the shoe was on the other foot, that they'd be throttling a bad story about Donald Trump. Oh, no, they'd be pushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, here's the thing. I don't know about this. We haven't had enough time to do our homework. We are looking to see if we can actually get the hard drive to look at as well, um, or at least the contents of the hard drive to look at and see if we can verify things. Um, the, uh, uh, the, the scary thing is, is that 
This is all happening now as a lead up to the election. You saw Nancy Pelosi on CNN and how she reacted to Wolf Blitzer on a network that is is like, you know, run by her family, practically. You know, it's so friendly to her. Um, And she she just tore him apart for asking a logical question. They're offering 1.8 billion. It's not how much you want, but that's a lot of money. 1.8 trillion, by the way. Yeah, 1.8 mm-hmm. trillion. And the president wants to offer more, and you won't even meet with him. People are struggling. Why won't you do that? Um, and she tore him apart. When you have social media silencing voices, silencing news, we're not doing our special tonight on social media. Because you know what the ramifications are. If they, fi- if they have one of their independent people say that that's wrong, that's a lie, which they're going to say because they are claiming that fraud's not happening. Mm-hmm. It is, and we'll show you in the special. So what would happen to us? We, we, we wouldn't retract it because we know it's true, which would cause a strike on us. Mm-hmm. You get three strikes, you're out. It, it is, it's not just throttled, you're out. You, you lose control of, you know, again, like we're a, a business, we have salaries to pay, you, you know, the, the but place also, gets, you know, shut down off of Facebook and Twitter and, and everything, it gets deplatformed. You can't, you can't do that. You can't have new investigations. You can't do any of those things. We have, I personally have over 3 million Facebooks, uh, Facebook likes or friends, and the vast majority don't see my posts. You have to go seek me out. The vast majority who say, I like him, I'm friends with him, I want his posts, they don't see it. They don't, they don't ever get it in their feed because we've been throttled. When you throttle us and you silence us and others with Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and you have the left in power or the left fighting for power and none of us can support the president saying, wait, this is wrong. What, what, what do you have? Uh, you're going to get into the details on tonight's special. What's the biggest threat here, though? Is it, is it, is it big tech? Is it uh, an actual fraud of people stealing ballots? What is the biggest threat? All of it. Well, that's the answer to the question. I asked what was the biggest thing, yeah. and you said all I think of it. If you, I think if you, it, it's the combination of all of it. If you, if you can just get one point here, one point yeah. here, one point here, one, you're five points ahead. And, and, and these things do move the needle. They do move the needle. You can watch uh, the entire case uh, tonight. Uh, Glenn, thanks for taking the time. Um, the special is called Election Hijacking, How the Left is Ensuring Your Vote Doesn't Count. It airs at 9 p.m. Eastern. And just reading that makes me a little thirsty, Yeah, frankly. just one more. Just, I mean, know. I just see cheers, really. And mm-hmm. mm. Oh, delicious. It tastes better in this mug. It really does. Yours? Yeah. Where would you get something like this? Uh, oh, merch.com. Could be. I think that one is on, uh, you have to click back to the main page to get it. Uh, but it's uh, so, shop.blazemedia.com. Yeah. It's, anyway, go there. Everything tastes better in this. It does. <laughs> and you know what? Both, of, both statements are true. Absolutely true. Back Absolutely. in a second. Absolutely. Yesterday, we went through the state of the race a little bit with some of the polling information. And look, to summarize, 
be afraid, be very afraid. Like this Joe Biden thing might actually happen. And that's terrifying for all of us. It's hot. It's October. It's a good time for a little scare. Maybe that's all it is. We hope we have uh, three weeks left, uh, a little bit less than that before this election actually takes place. One of the things I outlined in yesterday's monologue, uh, it's called Stu Does Trump's Last Stand, if you want to go check it out. Um, it talked about just what a difficult set of luck Donald Trump has had recently. Now, he doesn't always help himself out. We know that. But there's been some really tough things that have been out of his control that have happened over the past few years, and he's had to fight through. This would be a really tough uh, challenge for any candidate to get through and win. One thing we did not talk about, though, is the opposite side of the coin, which is how easy it has been for Joe Biden. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit here and there, how this all broke basically perfectly for Joe Biden. Um, and I don't know. I've heard a couple of conservatives bring that up. I was shocked, though, to see this in Axios from Mike Allen, by the way. Listen, I'm going to read almost all of the story to you because it's that incredible. Um, eight months ago, Joe Biden was in danger of losing the Democratic nomination. Now he's the prohibitive favorite for president who got there with lots of luck and shockingly little scrutiny. Why does it matter? The media's obsession with Trump and Trump's compulsion to dominate the news, which is an issue here, allowed Biden to purposely and persistently minimize public appearances and tough questions. And of course, why are you doing that? You're doing that because, you know, he seems to be a, just like a little dash, a little tad senile. You know, he's got a little, little dash of it in there. Mixed in with a giant recipe is a dash of senility. Senility now. Do we have the... Just came in. The Senility Now t-shirt available now. Is it at StuDoesMerch.com? Yeah. I don't think we have SenilityNow.com, but we should. But it's StuDoesMerch.com. Did we get that? I don't remember. It's one of the two. If you go to StuDoesMerch.com, you'll see it. It's a fab. I mean, this, this, this is a shirt you wear even if he loses. You're going to keep wearing this puppy. Um, but if he wins, oh, you're going to get a lot of use out of it. So Biden has these issues. They don't really want him on the campaign, which is understandable. Since August 31st, Biden has answered less than half as many questions from the press as Trump, 365 compared to 753 for Trump. In that time, Biden has done approximately 35 local TV interviews. That's it. Three national interviews. That's it. And two town halls. That's it. Biden went almost three months without taking questions from beat reporters. This is a presidential campaign. I know we had the coronavirus situation going on, but still, this is amazing. Biden has yet to be pinned down on an array of legitimate questions, including, again, this is from Axios, not from me, including his blunt view of adding new justices to the Supreme Court. Uh, Biden has also mostly gotten off easy on Medicare for all, police funding, Pentagon spending, fracking, reparations for African-Americans, the Green New Deal and his support for the 1994 crime bill. Look how Biden got here. Biden's team was close to shuttering his foundering campaign for president uh, at the end of February. Then perhaps the last kingmaker in American politics, James Clyburn, blessed his candidacy and delivered him South Carolina. The campaign stuck to a strategy of protecting the candidates and the voters' health. Then the coronavirus hit. Why was he protecting the candidates' health bef before the coronavirus? I, I, well, that's a misprint, but it seems like he... Maybe do that after. I don't know. Um, the coronavirus hit. Biden looked wise rather than weak for staying off the campaign trail, campaigning via video calls. 
Uh, and then it says uh, Trump continued to light himself on fire. Bombed the first debate, then got the coronavirus. Not a great series of events. He balked the virtual debate, giving Biden another off ramp. And I, that's one thing I want to hit here for a second, um, because I think my my initial instinct when I heard the idea for a virtual debate, I think everyone goes to their life, which is, oh, not another freaking Zoom call. Do I really have to talk to another freaking Zoom call uh, group of people? And they all do their funny, and then the, some of them will do the funny backgrounds, and some of them will have mute on, and this awful experience of working at a distance. Now, working with people is also awful, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, but... The whole technology thing on top of it has been uh, an utter disaster. And you think to yourself, oh, I wouldn't want to do a virtual debate either, right? It's not the same experience. Well, that's not what this would be. A virtual debate, when you're talking about president of the United States, is Donald Trump in one network studio and Joe Biden in another network studio, maybe in the same building, right? But just separate so they're not talking in the same room. Now, is there... At some level, is that ridiculous? Yes. You could put them in a large room. You could put them really far apart. You could do a split screen and, prob- and easily pull it off. But this is why I think the handling of this by the Trump campaign is, is, is wrong. You could have agreed to that. You could have fought for that. But you notice that what they did is just basically, well, okay, I guess we'll cancel the debate. And he said he didn't want to do it. We're going to cancel it. There's no fight. There's no big public brouhaha. It was just, okay, he said no, bye-bye, we canceled it. I mean, we all went into this saying, who's going to try to get out of the debates? Joe Biden. Well, guess who got out of the debate? Joe Biden. Donald Trump's main mission in life right now is to maximize the amount of time Joe Biden is on camera. The more you have Joe Biden on camera trying to speak, the better. You got less than three weeks here. You're behind. One big thing that could help you is Joe Biden really screwing up in a really public setting. And now you have no second debate to do at all. I'd want to get a second debate. I'd want to put him in those positions. I think the Trump campaign is saying, well, the first one didn't go so well. And Biden seemed to get a bump out of it. Screw that. You're, you're too far behind to deal with that nonsense. You got to take your shots. You can't be afraid now. Now is not the time to, 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 to be scared. Now is the time to go in there and suck it up and get Joe Biden on record as much as you possibly can. And as much, much of a public venue as you possibly can. He need, you need a public collapse out of Joe Biden. Uh, and obviously, I don't mean that physically, but I mean, I mean that mentally. You need either a really bad moment or he really screws something up or he says something offensive or something, something that people can latch onto and say, I don't really like that guy because that's one of Trump's problems. Again, people couldn't stand Hillary Clinton and a lot of people couldn't stand Clinton and Trump. But those people broke for Trump this year. That's not happening. People don't hate Biden as much. I don't understand it. You might not understand it, but they don't. That's what polling is showing all over the place. People seem to actually like the guy for whatever reason. It's inexplicable to me. And then and you have this, too. This is another thing. This, uh, this broke today. Uh, NBC announced today it will host a town hall with President Trump Thursday night. OK, well, that's fine. You know, you want to get you want to get your message out there. How, how well, however, uh, ABC announced that Biden is also going to have an event at the same time on ABC. Well, now people, you're going to be competing for viewers with Biden. You want people to watch Biden. You need more Biden time for America. They need to be reminded what this is going to be like 
if Joe Biden actually wins. They need to be reminded of what a disaster that's going to be. The fact that he can't get through even basic questions a lot of the time without screwing up. He couldn't remember Mitt Romney's name the other day. You need America to see more of that, not to be competing with him on another network. And the Democrats were pissed off about it. They're like, oh, I can't believe NBC. I mean, they had him on The Apprentice and now they're throwing him on TV again and he's going to compete with Biden. That's a blessing for Trump. He should walk in there and just bring a television and put the ABC feed in front of him and make all the NBC viewers watch it. The more you can see Joe Biden right now, the better. Don't give him an off ramp. Back in a second. Going through the coronavirus era, we've all had our trials and tribulations. If you're in like California, you've had the greatest excuse to not go to the gym that has ever existed. Ah, I'm sorry. You know, global pandemic. Can't make it out. They close all the gyms. Can you believe this? I am so frustrated. I was about to start up and then they closed them all. Not my fault, honey. It's their fault. Uh, dieting is hard. Exercise is hard. Um, but uh, intermittent fasting is a different approach to this. I've talked to you about it before. I've talked to you about Fast Blast before. Making this change, and uh, it's a change that you might think, oh, I can't pull that off. Well, Fast Blast knows how to do this. They know how to make it easy. They have the Fast Blast smoothie, which is a, a delicious sort of a smoothie that, yeah, that you can just, it's really the easy way to do it because it helps you uh, get great energy and fewer cravings and it's very simple and it tastes great, but you know you don't have to get the smoothies if you don't want to. Fast Blast wants to help you. Uh, if you need to drop some pounds, you go there. They can walk you through the entire program. They always tell you to do your own homework. You know, learn more about intermittent fasting. You can do it at fastblast.com/blaze. The slash blaze part is important because that's how they know you like this stupid show. If you're going to lose weight, we deserve credit for it, right? I mean, it was obviously Stu who makes everybody out there healthy. A picture of health, making you a picture of health. That's how we do it here. So get started today with Fast Blast for a healthier and smaller you. It's fastblast.com slash blaze, fastblast.com slash blaze. You know, a lot of people on the right get called conspiracy theorists, as we talked about with Glenn Beck uh, a little bit earlier. But tell me this isn't the most grandiose conspiracy you've ever heard. We, we see this one um, just woven expertly by Amy Klobuchar during today's hearings. Watch in a moment where the president is undermining vote by mail, even though a number of Republican governors and Republican senators are supportive of it. Okay. Um, many argue that Bush v. Gore, and back to your earlier work, um, hurt the court's legitimacy. All right. If you are confirmed, the Supreme Court will have not one, not two, but three justices you, Justice Kavanaugh, and Chief Justice Roberts, who worked on behalf of the Republican Party in matters related to mm -hmm. the Bush v. Gore case. Okay. Do you think that that's a coincidence? Well, look how smart she thinks she is. Um, Senator Klobuchar, if you're asking me whether I was nominated for this seat because I worked on Bush versus Gore for a very brief period of time as a young associate, uh, that doesn't makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm just, I just think it's such a coincidence to me. I actually didn't know it until yesterday. Uh, you should have wished that you'd never found out about it because you looked like an idiot there. Uh, think about what this would be. So in 2000, Kavanaugh, Roberts, and Amy Coney Barrett 
are working as associates, uh, or maybe a little bit of different role for Roberts at that point, but associates at, on the Bush versus Gore case. And because of that, they're like, if you do these uh, behind the scenes sorts of things on this case and hand this uh, presidency to George W. Bush, you will be rewarded in 20 years when Donald Trump is president and you guys will be on the Supreme Court together. That's insane. That's something that Twitter probably wouldn't restrict, but comes like straight off a of left-wing info wars. I don't, uh, how do these things even happen? How much time do we have? One minute. One minute. Let, give me, let me give you the uh, Nancy Pelosi idiocy of the day. And it's not about me, it's about millions of Americans who can't put food on the table, who can't pay the rent, and who are having trouble. Them. And we represent them. Getting and by we represent them. These long food and lines that we're seeing. Them. I know we you know are. Them. I'm, I'm just we saying. We represent them and we know them. As we, we say. We know them. We represent them. Don't let yes. the perfect be the enemy of the good, as they say. It is here nowhere in near perfect. Madam Speaker. Always the case, but we're not even close to the good. All right, let's see what happens because every day is critically, critically important. Thanks so much Thank for joining us. Thank you for your us. sensitivity to our constituents' needs. I am sensitive to them because I see them on the street begging for food, begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank you, you so much. Have you fed them? We feed them. We what? feed them. Oh, do you? With whose money? Uh, ours? Wolf's? I guess you feed them that way. Back in a second. Trying to buy or sell a home in these times can be challenging, as you may know. That's why you need a real estate agent who's going to come in and take charge, make, thing, make sure things are done right. You need the house painted. Who's the right person to talk to? You got to replace the stairs. Well, they got a guy for you. Roof repair, no sweat. Realestateagentsitrust.com has you covered. Real Estate Agents I Trust is Glenn's company. He was on the show earlier today. Uh, and, uh, you know, look, you may know his story about having frustrations with real estate agents. Well, he made, he took a step, you know, and instead of sitting around and complaining about it like I would, he actually started a company to make sure you could get a good real estate agent when you need them. This is really important. It's your biggest financial transaction. Don't go in with some moron that you just met, like the line at McDonald's. It is throwing down nuggets and then they're going to sell your house. Don't do that. Get more information at realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, we look at your reviews on iTunes. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Not that bad. I kind of like this stupid show. Whatever. Five freaking stars. Thank you very much. Five freaking stars. Another one. Five freaking stars. It's like eating a peanut butter and green olive burrito. Fantastic. Five freaking stars. How about this one? Whatever. I've listened to you and Glenn for years. You were very smart and very funny. Keep it up. You know what? I will. Five freaking stars. Thank you very much. And Stu Does America. So happy to have you back. Let's do this. Yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Five freaking stars. Thank you so much. We have our uh, Amy Coney Barrett t-shirts available right now uh, at uh, stewdoesmerch.com. Uh, Thank you very much. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. I say it 500 times a day. To your pleasure, I'm sure. Also up there is the Senility Now t-shirt. We had that out before. Uh, these just came in, at least that I saw. Uh, there you go. Senility now. Uh, the T-shirt is up and ready. We can do that as well. Um, lots of great stuff coming up uh, this week. We have an Andrew Cuomo update uh, for you tomorrow that we must give you. His stupid book is out on bookstores. I'm going to get it tonight so I can go through it and tell you how terrible it is. Although maybe he'll surprise me. and It'll be wonderful. We'll see you tomorrow.